Hello and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Paul Stevenson and I'm founder and CEO of SaaS marketing agency 47 Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Christina Hall, head of marketing at Leadfeeder. Hope you enjoy it. So Christina Hall from Lead Feeder uh, here in Sasta in San Francisco, sunny San Francisco. Yeah, it's nice uh, weather. Fantastic weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, your first time at Sasta and mine too. Yep. Uh, what do you think of the show so far? So um, I love the sessions. There's been some interesting ones. Um, generally, there's a lot more people here than I expected. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's a throng, a mighty throng. Yep. They say 10,000 people, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's, that's quite a bit for this small uh, hotel. Yep. But um, yeah, I think it's great. There's been a lot of good network that we, networking that we've been able to do and even saw some customers of ours you know, in elevators and in passing, right. which doesn't hurt. So it's, yeah. been, it's been a good event. So tell me, um, so tell me about Lead Feeder and, and, and what you guys do. Yeah, so our our tool basically sits on top of Google Analytics, and we we identify anonymous website traffic for for companies. And so companies use our tool to better understand um, if they could use the visitors coming to their website as part of their sales uh, sales process, whether it's about um, reaching out to companies that are within their sales pipeline or um, reaching out to uh, contacts um, and interesting companies that would be a good fit uh, for their business um, and making that that one-on-one connection. So it does that with uh, reverse IP lookups? So we actually, since we are a Google technology partner, um, we we directly use um, the the data from Google um, with IP addresses. Yeah, so you use a Google Analytics API or something like that. Exactly. Okay, that's a bit, a bit techy. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it is a, the, the whole technical process is, yeah. is, is techy. But yeah, basically that's how it works. So uh, you're in a really competitive space. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people in that space. I used to work with Lead Forensics in the UK. Uh, how do you guys differentiate what you're doing from, from say, some of the other players? So um, that's a good question because the, the space, the category has you know, become crowded. Um, there's companies like you mentioned, Lead Forensics, a lot of other similar companies that just uh, offer this feature um, to, sure. to customers, meaning website visitor identification. Yeah. Um, there's other companies uh, such as you know, robust marketing automation tools that offer um, a full suite, of pl- full suite of features in addition to website visitor identification as part of their, their offering. Sure. And so um, different regions, different markets, uh, we come across competitors based upon you know, typical market share uh, type, of, type of things. So you know, in, in the US, for instance, HubSpot, uh, for our customer base, um, owns a pretty large market. Yeah. Um, and so typically we're having to convince uh, customers to switch or to use lead feeder in addition to their HubSpot uh, HubSpot CRM or HubSpot marketing platform. Okay, so if I'm a HubSpot customer, uh-huh. what, what, sell me how lead feeder adds to, adds to that or, yeah. com- or complements it. Complements it, yeah, because typically one of our um, ICP or ideal client profiles is yeah. a user of HubSpot, even though we do compete with them uh, for that one feature that they offer as part of their CRM yeah. suite. So typically, if you're already in the mindset of um, making sense of your website visitor data, um, we can show that much more value by using a tool dedicated to just that one feature. 
And oh. so companies can um, get more, uh, identify more companies with our tool than with a HubSpot. And so that's oh. one value add. You know, if you're, if you're using this, why are you using this for that feature? Because yeah. we can identify, you know, 5x, 10x, 20x more companies for you. And that gives you that much more ability to connect, uh, connect with prospects. Fantastic. So uh, you're with uh, Lead Feeder now, uh, but uh, as I understand it, you've got quite a, a history in SaaS, software marketing. Uh, you must have had some things that worked really, really well for you and some things that bombed terrifically. Uh, we don't need to know the companies or whatever, but just interested in like in your experience, you know, something that worked well, something that didn't work so yeah. well. Yeah, so I've been, I, I kind of fit at the intersection of sales and marketing as a professional. Yeah. And I've been, I've been on both sides. What do you call that now? <laughs> well, I guess, well, well, there's like that marketing terminology, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever that, that means. And every, it means something different to everybody. But I, I'm so used to understanding revenue generation yeah. in sales. And now as a marketer, that's, you know, revenue generation as a marketer has, my sales career has helped me to be a more focused yeah. Revenue generating marketer, yeah, and not to be you know in, in a support position necessarily, but really how can marketing impact the business? Yeah, and so that's um, really you know where uh, I fit, you know, as a marketing professional, marketing leader today. Yeah. is 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 that, and within that demand gen space, you know, demand generation space, um, sure, done a lot of things that you know have impacted the business, and a lot of things that haven't. Yeah, uh, for one company, you know. A, uh, before I started working for Lead Feeder, I was working with a, a really cool tool uh, called Subcentral, and um, they were just going to market, just kind of finding their product market fit, yeah. um, just determining who That's their customers. That's hard from a marketer's point of view. So it's a lot of work you have to do. Yeah, a lot of work for the founding team. Yeah. A lot of work for anyone who's contracted to help them to yeah. figure it out. And so um, when. When you're first starting out, you you do things that don't scale, right? Yeah. That's that's the whole gist of you know when you're first starting a business, yeah. you need to do things that don't scale. And so, um, the approach for them was to identify you know kind of their high value prospects in a direct way, you know, by going out and looking at companies and contacts that fit within a potential ICP, a potential um, yeah. you know customer profile, yeah. and then reaching out to them. You know, very again, very non-scalable methods of email, and then we do some retargeting ads based upon their activity from, and, and whether or not they responded to our emails, Great. email campaigns. And, and this went well. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it went. The, the company was very happy. They were. Yeah. Uh, they generated about you know fifty million, fifty thousand in pipeline from kind of these uh, the sales development effort. Yeah. So um, that wouldn't work for Lead Feeder, for instance. Yeah. You know, we don't have we don't place a high contract value. Oh, of course, um, yeah. So you got different lifetime value. Uh, to, to consider, and obviously that means that the activities you're going to do are going to right dictate yeah yeah dictate that the channels and and um, and what we do to to generate interest. Yeah. Um, so for, uh, going back to your question about you know what is working. So yeah. for Lead Feeder specifically, um, we're finding a lot of um, we're, we're writing a lot of really in depth interview style blog posts and. Um, with that, you know, with those articles that we're that we're producing and writing and, and creating, mm. we're driving pay traffic to those. Yeah. And most companies, you know, back in what three five years ago, which seems like ages ago, <laughs> you know, they would they would create these white papers and yeah, you know yeah. ebooks and whatever and turn them into gated assets and. So you're using paid to drive 
people to content essentially to, to, to really to really rich content yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so really democratizing so you're building content that, that trust that credibility with mm -hmm. them yeah and then hopefully they've got the problem that you can solve and, and then we retarget them yeah so, yeah so it's really so for us right now it's about traffic generation yeah. um, we, we have a single sales funnel which is our free trial sales funnel yeah um, which is what we serve in retargeting ads for instance yeah but um, I'm of the thought as a marketer now um, to democratize content and so right. that's that's really um, our notion and in, in, in creating really robust content assets for that so content's a nightmare as well though because there's, there's so much of it out there uh, you know how do you differentiate with, with, with content in a sea of content yeah um, it's got to be really high value stuff hasn't it but, well there's well there's SEO value right and yeah. then there's the promotional value yeah and so um, there's a lot of new tools now you know that kind of help to to get traffic you know, to content that's... What are these new oh, tools? Well, have you heard of Zest? It's a Chrome extension. Right. Um, so, so you can publish content there, and it, I actually have a bookmark, or it's not bookmark, but it's it's a, the, the Chrome extension that comes up on your uh, browser window when you open it. So every time I open my browser window, I see this, this Zest uh, list of, of, of other other published content there. Right. Like tiles. Yeah. And um, kid you not, every time, every time I open my browser, I'm like... Wanting to type in a URL and then, but my eye catches something interesting, and so I click through. How do you, get, how do you ever get any work done? <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, but that's, that's an interesting tool. So it's an interesting platform, um, yeah. you know, to kind of again go, going back to democratizing content. That's yeah. you know, the, the method of that is is really valuable for marketers. Yeah. And um, you know, obviously there's you know growth hackers and and, yeah. and some subreddits that have worked for us and. Um, some social groups that you know drive us traffic, but it's 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 an interesting process to to get um, the right traffic sources you know to to our to our web pages and to our content, and then the end game of serving retargeting ad audiences that yeah. then convert into free trials. And retargeting is much cheaper. <laughs> it's much cheaper, yeah. And more effective, yeah. Higher conversion rate, yeah. So, yeah. so taking them you know from the top of the funnel and um, to the bottom, but it's it's very. Uh, very direct and it's, it's a very simplistic process of what we have laid out right now. I love it. I love the simplicity of it that you're not trying to do a million different things. Mm -hmm. You're just like running one or two things. Obviously, you're running some experiments, measuring everything you do. Yeah. Sounds super smart to me. <laughs> so, uh, you're a busy mom. You're a full-time marketer and a busy mom. You've got two kids. How do you balance all of that? Um, how, how I love that question. That yeah. <laughs> how, how do you make sure that you don't burn yourself out? Yeah, um, you know, it, 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 it's it's yeah. So, so anyone listening, any any woman in tech, right, or any any woman has who has kids or man too. This is not just a woman no. thing. So, um, men, having, men hear that. Yeah, men, <laughs> I know. And, There's and, too many men in tech. And, out and, and men have kids, right? Men but, do have kids. <laughs> so. It'd be a terrible world without that. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I think you know it's about. Uh, for, for both genders, you know, balancing the workload yeah. of, of being able to um, sharing, feel like you're contributing sharing, yeah. and sharing sharing the, the workload between. Mm. Uh, thankful, I, thankfully, I have a supportive spouse, which yeah. I know not everybody has, but yeah. um, really sharing in that together is what yeah. it's is what it boils down to. And then you have to you have to kind of draw the line. And so um, I think I, I mentioned earlier, you know, we're a remote team, and yeah. so I work from home, and. Sometimes Sanity. after dinner, I want to you know just do something in my office, and I have to you know say no, I, I can't. I have to draw the line and say no. This is I have to I have to wait until they're 
until they're sleeping or in the morning and, mm -hmm. and kind of just focus on one activity and make my make give my give them 100% in that yeah. moment and whether it's work yeah. or whether it's with family so it's quality work time quality home time mm -hmm. uh, and just sensibly partitioning the two exactly yeah so uh, you probably don't have time to do much else but you know how, how, how do you kind of relax when you're not either working or with the family you know, yeah. do you have any time? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's nice to relax with family, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what, that's what, and enjoying your family is, is one of the yeah. reasons why you have family. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so with that, I mean, we, we do, you know, we go to, go to San Diego Zoo and uh, SeaWorld and kind of enjoy what San Diego has to offer, which is nice. Which is nice and, and do. This is, this is brought to you by the San Diego Tourist Board. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you haven't been, if you haven't been to San I, Diego. It's a great place to visit, I'm telling you. It's right, great weather, okay. beautiful beaches. Anyway. Um, I, I should come. Yeah, you, uh, you should. <laughs> so, final question for you because, you know, you're, you're busy here with Lead Feeder. Um, are there any sort of particular, particularly good books on marketing or sales or stuff that you've read or you think... You know, you would, you would refer other people to read? Yeah, so I, I've actually... I have read quite a few books, you know... Um, traditional entrepreneurship and sales and marketing books yeah. but nowadays I, I, I like to read other companies blogs like right, I, I, okay. I get sucked into the you know, blogs of the new books I, I suppose so uh, certain blogs yeah um, so, so, I, so which blogs so I was uh, intercom is one blog that I visit frequently yep. and every time I visit their blog I get sucked into something that's like oh that's that's cool you know it's that's compelling interesting content yeah. it is and they, yeah. and they and I guess what they do differently um, as part of their content process uh, from what I read on their blog, uh, which is interesting to me as a marketer, yeah. is that in lieu of hiring like marketers to run content, they hire you know content, actual editorial content writers um, that can apply an art to, to oh, wow. content. So like, versus a content marketing manager type who's yeah. really focused on leads or revenue or uh, you know has some kind of you know strong KPI goal in mind, which is a goal of content, but that's a byproduct. And yeah. so if you find people who can really write good things, yeah. understand um, who it's for. Yeah. And, a good um, writer is a good writer is a good writer. Yeah. And, 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 and that, that attracts an audience. And so that's just with any, with any content. So I, I think Intercom being as big as they are, they can probably, you know, do that um, and not, not, not make it as though every piece of content they produce has to have an end goal. Yeah, or but, it'll be SEO to death. Right. <laughs> but uh, either way, um, I, I, I think that they're doing a pretty good job when it comes to content. So. Any other blogs? Uh, also been, what about the Lead Feeder blog? Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> the Lead Feeder blog, yeah. So um, we, we, we are working with an agency right now, Grow and Convert, uh, to help us with those really great um, interview-style articles that we're producing for yeah. the blog. Yeah, and they're hard work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Not the agency, the, the, the creating of the article. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So, so the workload has been passed uh, to them mostly for their production yeah. end of it, which has helped us. But we're, yeah. we're, pretty, we're pleased with the quality of what they've been producing. Um, Drift is another company that I admire in terms of the content that they're producing. Yeah, the, the, uh, they're very much conversational marketing and mm -hmm. uh, very transparent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're killing it out there at the moment in terms of... Uh, Marketing and you know going out there with a different tone, and mm -hmm. fresh. Yeah, positioning. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. 
Christina, thank you very much for your time. Thank it's you. It's been great. I yeah. really appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, good luck at uh, Sasta with Lead Feeder. Yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Christina. For more info on Lead Feeder, please visit www.leadfeeder.com. Next week, I'll be talking with Sarah Bird, CEO at Moz. For more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube, please visit www.47insights.com slash podcast. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights that you'd like to share on the show, get in touch via that page. Until next time.